It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Let's bring in Dr. William Parker, naval officer. Of course, he was the former head of the East West Institute. He also is the CEO of Parker Maritime Technologies. Dr. Parker, this is really explosive. First of all, what's your reaction to France basically throwing the U.S. under the bus? Well, I think, uh, you know, France, like many other countries, are starting to question uh, the strength and the commitment of the United States. Um, But that said, uh, France has lost its mind. Macron has bought into the idea that China will somehow be kind to France, uh, like so many other countries bought into it during the uh, Belt and Road Initiative. France believes that they are a great power, and as such, they believe in this whole Thucydides trap and that they are the great power. Um, they're not. Uh, didn't France believe that, didn't that, didn't France believe that in 1939? They did, as a matter of fact. It didn't work out well for them then until the United States came in and bailed them out. That's a true statement. Yeah, and, you know, I went to Normandy. I feel like saying, you know, uh, you know, spending the time there, you think about all the allegiances, all the things America's done, and now Macron goes over to China for three days, and he comes back and says, yeah, China's my buddy. I mean, you brought up a great point, Dr. Parker, because it's like the U.S. is being squeezed out under this president. Yeah, we are being squeezed out uh, from, from a lot of different countries, uh, Saudi Arabia recently uh, and others. Uh, you know, Saudi Arabia building a conversation and a, and a uh, relationship with Iran, uh, oil issues. At the end of the day, this is really all about really four things with Taiwan and China as a whole. It's geostrategic, 170 miles closer to the Philippines and Guam if they get Taiwan, major manufacturer of chips, et cetera, that are high tech for U.S. companies, that um, they are the fourth or fifth largest trading partner with China. And most importantly, China and Russia are trying all they can to displace the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. If that happens, this will impact the U.S. with higher interest rates on loans to the country and individuals. It will be more difficult to get loans, and it will significantly impact our economy. You know, it's really scary, Dr. Parker. Did you see this? They were uh, after exercises. China said it just came out a little bit ago. They did attack simulations, including with nuclear strike bombers in the sky. They are not fooling around. This is really, really heightening. Well, it is really heightening. And I think they're they're looking at this as Russia did with Ukraine and saying, is this our one and only opportunity? Do we have a weakness in the United States right now and its leadership? And we're going to go after it. I think it would be a huge mistake for them because I think that the landing into Taiwan is going to be more significant than they think. The Taiwanese are ready to fight. Uh, I think there are others that will uh, fight alongside them. I hope the United States looks at our geostrategic uh, uh, efforts and realizes how important this is to us as well. Well, I, I didn't realize, Tony Carbonetti, I didn't realize that NATO countries can pick and choose which skirmishes they get into with fellow NATO countries. I thought you had to have the back of all NATO countries. But you'd mentioned the Belt and Road Initiative, and, and maybe the French should check with some of those African countries and see if they would still do those deals today, knowing what yeah, they know well, now. Tony, you're, you're absolutely right on that. The, the Belt and Road Initiative, many of those countries are like, holy cow, look what happened. The Chinese brought in a bunch of their own people. Yep. Right, exactly. They didn't sign up for this at all. Um, but it, but at the end of the day, um, the you know when you're talking NATO allies, you do have Article Five uh, requirements. But w- with Taiwan in particular, 
Um, it has significant impact on the United States. And I think most people say it's just some little country. Why do we care about this? Well, we care for those reasons I just mentioned. It will have a major impact on the United States, and it will also show uh, weakness. And it will say, okay, you left Afghanistan with your with your head tucked between your tail, you're between your legs. Um, you're not looking super strong in Ukraine, which you could have prevented it in the first place. And now here you are. Uh, uh, with um, with Taiwan. If we let this one happen, I think the rest of the world will see this and say, okay, they are no longer the superpower that they once were the United States. You know, I want to ask you, Dr. Parker, uh, Lindsey Graham was on one of the Sunday shows, and he basically said uh, that maybe we should be using U.S. troops there on the ground and get some in soon. Uh, Doc, uh, Secretary of State Pompeo, the former Secretary of State, um, who we've had many times here on the show, basically said, quote, all options should be on the table. He wouldn't specifically say troops, but he didn't rule it out. What What do you think? I mean, this is uh, this is getting very heated. I think that Secretary Pompeo, who is both Central Intelligence and State Department, gets it that all options are on the table, which is the approach that President Trump took to North Korea when this whole thing started with the conversations back and forth there. And quite frankly, President Clinton used to say that, too. All options are on the table. When we start taking options off the table too early, it's a mistake to commit troops right now. I don't know that that doesn't uh, spin things up more than we want to. I mean, nobody wants another war. We don't need it financially. We don't need our people over there. Um, but on the other side, we have to make sure that we're able to defend our friends and allies when it's within the interest of the United States, and this certainly is. Right. Well, Dr. Parker, i got to say this is Rudy Washington. It, it, you know, All this talk of war really makes me nervous when you have this disaster in Afghanistan with $80 billion worth of weaponry left behind and soldiers, 13 soldiers that were killed unnecessarily and the whole, the whole evacuation process uh, and nobody gets fired. Nobody. I, I can't imagine how you don't empty out that Pentagon and go with a whole new staff uh, or the secretary of defense. Nobody. I, so I don't, I'm not excited about this at all, and I'm not in favor of putting troops in with this bunch in charge. Well, I I will tell you that uh, every time you hear a secretary of defense or secretary of the Navy or or any of the senior leadership talk, the first words out of their mouth should be to fight and win America's wars. And if they're talking about anything else, I don't care if it's climate change or diversity or anything else, all important issues – But the number one thing that should be coming out of their mouth because their mandate by Congress and by the Constitution is to fight and win America's wars. Where did this pronoun pronoun discussion come from then? You know, Mars. Yeah, well, fight and win America's wars is what we're what we have a what we have a, a military for. And the reason that we're having trouble right now recruiting people is because America's sons and daughters, parents, are looking at this and saying, you go do a lot of things, but you're not going to do this. You're not going to be a police officer because they're not defended. They're not protected by the very people that should protect them in government right now. And Judge Weinberg, you have a real quick question. Uh, Dr. Parker, what did you think of uh, Admiral Kirby's statement last week saying what a great job they did? And he was proud of the evacuation in Afghanistan. Yeah, I, I, I did see that. And I also saw uh, the Secretary of Defense's statements about that. Look, I think there are a lot of people that did do a good job in getting people out. Um, but the reality is there was a plan in place, and that plan in place left Bagram there till the end so that you could move stuff to Bagram 
get the $80 billion of equipment out that we needed to, get all the people out, not only Americans, but our allies and our and our close workers over there for 20 years, get them out at the right time. Um, if we were going to leave, there was a the right way to do it. The way we did it was not the right way in any way, shape, or form. I completely disagree with that statement that they did a good job. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, uh, uh, Bill Parker, and uh, we'll... It's, we have ourselves in a mess, and, and we'll talk to you again real soon. I look forward to it. Thank you for Thank having you. me on.